Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Port Wanimi, Joey Nochelprano. Hello, Andy. How bad was that one? That's great. I love it. I'm just going to do my own thing with it, you know? Yeah. Make it your own, Andy. Right. I'm fin- finally back. I extended my trip two days in Hawaii. I didn't want to leave. It was almost going to be uh, you saying from the North Shore of Oahu, Hawaii, every episode. And then I was like, I should. I did just move. I should probably go live in that place for a little bit. Which island was affected by the fires? Maui. Okay. Because it was really bad there, right? Yeah. So there's no effects where you were. No. It it was not an island jumping fire. I wouldn't even know how that works. Island jumping? Yeah. It wouldn't. It doesn't work. Right? Like <laughs> no, I was no. like, can that work? No. But but fire can go there can be fireballs in the ocean underwater, which is crazy. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that. Like you can see fire underwater which by the way i watch too much nature shit and i learn nothing that's what's fascinating i watch all these nature shows and i learn nothing it's like i just watch them oh that's cool fire underwater oh this is cool i'm watching the thing now with basically the history of earth with morgan freeman narrating it it's insane though to think like all the stages we've gone through yeah but again i feel like i don't know anything i just watch it and like am you I watch it, up, but you don't learn anything. Am I picking up anything? Right? I'm watching this shit. I feel like I don't pick up things as much as I used to. Like if I, I like that you even think. I I like that even the uh, even the question that started this conversation. Like, do can fires jump islands? Like that? I don't even know if that's like a learned. I don't think you would have to learn that they do or they don't. You ask like a twelve year old. Like, how would that occur? He's like, I don't know. How would it? <laughs> I'm I basically. Guess, I guess. I guess embers could get, get go in the wind and float like forty miles to the next island and hit something else. How far are the islands apart? I mean, some of them are. I mean, not not forty miles apart, but you know, they're uh, they're not like right. So you're not like there's that one. I mean, on some islands, I think you are, but when you're on Oahu, you're not like there's that other island. Isn't it crazy that Hawaii is just volcanoes that turned into like unbelievable? Like if you think about it, it's I was talking to my 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 brother in laws. You know he he spent he lived in Hawaii for a long time. His family's still out there, and I was like, are there like actually native Hawaiians? You know, because they say native Hawaiian a lot, but that's like no one's native because they were just volcano islands. You know, so he's like, no, probably what it was is Polynesians seeing a volcano go off and then being like, let's go explore. And then 
finding islands. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. It's wild. It really is. Hawaii is the absolute shit, though, by the way. Like, I, I, I extended two days. I almost didn't come back. I almost didn't come back yesterday. Such a good time. Shout out to all the wonderful people of Hawaii. Did You're everyone welcome. else in your party extend? Well, my sister and her brother, my, sorry, my sister and my brother-in-law uh, and my nephew were all supposed to be there through yesterday anyway. So we were just le- coming back two days early. Ah. Uh. And then my, uh, my, I had some flight delays and the flight delays were going to put my show at the improv. It was going to be like me getting back like seconds before my show at the improv. And I was just like, Hey, can we just postpone this? And the improv was like, sure. So we reached out to everybody who got tickets. Thank you. If you bought tickets show will be, I'm, I'm circling a new date now. Um, and then once that was, once I sorted that out, I'm like, should I just stay as long as my sister's staying? Cause we have the, we have the condo. Yeah, why not? Why? why? why not? Although for you, you just go back from one beach town to another. Exactly. So but, it's like, but wildly different beach towns, obviously. Well, for sure. So Prano and I were talking before the show. We're talking a little New Orleans, guys. Oh boy, less than ten days away. So, if you can make a last-minute trip, do it. It's going to be a party, as Joe put it. I was just talking, uh, you know, to Andy Lazarus last night. Andy, shout out to Andy. I know he listens to the show. Huge, mega shout out to Andy for dog sitting for me while I was gone. Not just dog sitting, but dog sitting plus extended two days. I was like, hey, so I've done a lot of work in the last 15 minutes and the last rung on this ladder is will you watch my dog for 48 more hours he's like i got you bro and i was like cool i'm staying in hawaii um i was just at his house picking up my dog last night and uh talking to him about new orleans and he's like what do i need to know bubble i was like it's dude it's the it's just a party weekend we'll get there friday night everybody will get there friday at some point i know a couple dirt balls are arriving thursday but as people start to trickle in on friday we're staying very close to Port of Orleans Brewing Co. We're going to go over there on Friday night, do what I'm, what I've been deemed, I've deemed dirtball orientation. You know, maybe we'll get some, uh, maybe we'll get some, my name is stickers and have everybody put their at names on them. My name is Benenji. My name is at CT. Everybody meet everybody. Uh, Friday night's just going to be a fun party. Start start at the brewery, see where the night takes us. Um, I have a feeling it's going to take us out to bars and and music venues in the Garden District. Saturday morning, I think a, a, a Cafe Du Monde, coffee, beignets, real New Orleans breakfast. And then, you know, maybe a touch of day drinking before everybody turns to their abodes for a nap, a shit shower and a shave. And then it's three shows, essentially back to back to back. Dirty Sports Podcast, 1,000th live episode, Saturday, December 16th, Comedy House, New Orleans. Andy has it on the screen right now. Comedy.house forward slash tickets. You can get tickets just to the podcast. You can get tickets to one of my stand-up shows and tag on the podcast for, or for a 
reduced bundle price, but we'll have the thousandth Dirty Sports episode that afternoon, followed by a seven o'clock and nine o'clock show. And then God knows what's going to happen on Saturday night. I have a prediction. We were talking about will a dirtball get uh, a rest or not? I don't think so. I think everybody's going to be great. And also, New Orleans is the Wild West. I don't think they arrest people. You'd have to like kill the mayor. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think if you killed Derek Carr, they wouldn't even arrest you down there right now. Um, they'd probably so, thank you. They'd probably thank you. Uh, but my prediction is at least one dirt ball shows up to Sunday pregame barbecue tailgate directly from another bar. I predict at least one dirt ball does not sleep between the shows and the Saints Giants game. How long are the bars open till? That I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out if they ever close, Andy. Yeah. Many of the bars are uh, 24 hours there. Many of them. You going to bring me some edibles? I, I Honestly, I don't even travel anymore without ed- I've ed- okay. I have edibles and mushrooms packed in my bag every time I leave. <laughs> every time I go anywhere. I have microdose pills, edibles. If I bring my golf bag, there's joints in there. Like I, it's funny. I was just thinking that on the way back from Hawaii because they make you put your bag through a, um, like obviously when you go through TSA, but even before that, just to enter the airport, they make you put your bag through an agricultural screening. Make sure you're not bringing any papayas or pineapples or anything like that with you. And uh, I was like, man, now that I'm thinking about it, between my golf bag and my my razor kit, I've got like. Eight different forms of drugs. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they're looking for that shit. I don't think they are either. They're honestly they they'd be more upset if you had papaya or like too much shaving cream or some shit. Yeah. Do they do they still care about that? Remember when that was a thing? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, even care? just even just like bringing water. You know, you get to the you get to TSA with water. They're like, "Are you insane?" It's Jump so it weird. out. And I'm like, shit. It's... I was like, sorry, I only have it because I have a whole thing of microdose mushrooms here. I needed something to wash it down. They're like, get rid of the water. It is ridiculous. Pour out the water. You'll just have to raw dog your mushrooms. Are you direct from LA? Mm-hmm. You are. I believe so. I could be wrong, but I believe I am. I got I, I got a day. I think I go through Charlotte. And on the way back, I think I go through uh, either Houston or Fort Worth. Cincinnati sucks. Like, like direct. Here's something crazy. For a split second, I was like, yo, what if I drove down there? That'd be fun. That would I mean, be fun. A, it's a hike. I've done it. Yeah. Or I was a kid. I went with my parents. But, yeah. I wonder how many more dirt balls would come that are between Cincinnati and New Orleans if Andy Ruther was picking them up. In my hatchback. In your hatchback. You have room for what? Three more? Technically four more. Technically four. It'd be if, it'd be if, three. If one if it's if it's two dirt balls uh, and then a third dirt ball with a child. Yeah. He's like, this is my little dirt nugget. He'll sit dirt between- nugget. He'll sit between me and another dirt ball in the back seat. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I was telling Prano, you know, I, I got a few things I've been writing, basically going in cold because I'm not performing here. So 
you know, and, and, and based on my life now, and who knows, I've been told I have to preview the jokes for the fam. Who your your fa- your actual family? Yeah, yeah. I've been they, told I have they, to preview them for Brittany and Isla. Oh, okay. They told me that I had to do that. So, yeah, we'll see. Regardless, it'll be fun. I'm calling bottom I bunk. Only, I I only have one request, and you know what that is. No. I need the words. I no. need the words. No. Pregnant burrito. No, I need. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't, dude. I love that. It's 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 my favorite, Andy. Uh, one day, one day, when this pod, when this podcast gets a weird second wind, and suddenly is the biggest podcast sports podcast in the world, and Andy Ruther's career takes off because of it, I want Andy Ruther's debut album to be called "Pregnant Burrito." Andy Ruther, "Pregnant Burrito." It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's so great. That's what. That's the best part about it. It'd probably be deemed racist now. It's still fucking hilarious. That was a that was like a 2005 Las Vegas Andy Ruther joke. Doing awful rooms. You talk about bad rooms. I know I've talked about it. Those rooms. Woo! That the local scene in Las Vegas. Dude. You think it's bad when you're at a bar in LA and they're not ready for a comedy show? Now Picture that in a Vegas bar, but you're also battling the gaming machines that people have at the bar. Oh, yeah. You're like, dating apps, am I right? And the guy's like, I just won in poker. You're like, man, this sucks. Casino shows are like generally the worst anyway, even if it's in a room without it, because it's like, if you're in a casino, but you're going to a comedy show, it means you're not doing well enough that you had to, like, you were going to stay at the table. So now you're just walking in miserable. That's true. Never thought of that. It's a good point. Are you going to be able to fill me in on this baseball stuff? Well, the I mean, the biggest news is Juan Soto to the Yankees. No, I get that. Who are these guys in the trade? I mean, essentially, it it does like for, well, Trent Grisham is a a good little player and will be a nice like bench piece for the Yankees. The Yankees, listen, I'm a Yankees hater. You know that. Everybody knows that about me. The Yankees put together a nice little fucking lineup um, in baseball, pitching, pitching, pitching. Like first you got to get to the playoffs and the Yankees have a nice little lineup. And I, you know, it's early and how good, you know, the Orioles were last year and the, you know, the Toronto still got young pieces and looks like they're trying to add. There's a lot of talk of Otani and the Rays are always good. The Red Sox, you, you, you just never fucking know. Um, but the Yankees have put together a nice little lineup because they also added Verdugo from the Red Sox. So they go out and they get two bats, obviously Juan Soto, two outfield bats to, to basically, you know, uh, sandwich Aaron judge in the center field, but Soto, uh, just a down couple years in San Diego after the big trade there. But I mean, an elite player in major league baseball like it's hard to say that you know it's anything more than just a couple down years like it doesn't feel like he's going to like i i just don't see a guy like that just like having fallen off so a huge move for the yankees and the yankees really do i have a nice lineup if you look at it from the time i mean dj lemayhew soto 
Aaron Judge. Um, I don't even know who would bat behind Judge, but you got uh, you know John Car- uh, Rizzo probably behind Judge, John Carlos Stanton. I mean, that's a that's a pretty legit top five there. And then you know you've got the like the Volpe's and the Verdugos and like rounding it out. They're gonna have a nice little lineup. There's no doubt about it. But ultimately, pitching, right, is what matters. Ult- I mean, ultimately, when it comes to championships, right? Like the 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 criticism of the Yankees lineup for me the last few years, and Juan Soto is not like a huge strikeout guy uh, as compared to a John Carlos Stanton. Um, but when you go uh, a three, four, five of Judge Rizzo Stanton, and you maybe don't have the elite starting pitching when you face that kind of pitching in the playoffs, all of a sudden those guys, you know, those power bats that just absolutely feast on three, four and five starters during the regular season. It's just not, you you don't face those guys in the playoffs. You know, uh, you face maybe a, a, a one, two and a three, and then you're facing the best relief guys and they're really strategizing. Around. So I think the Yankees in terms of a championship, probably still need to add pitching. Obviously they have Garrett Cole, but their rotation falls off pretty hard after Cole. Um, So I think they need to add pitching, but first things first, you got to get in the playoffs. They didn't last year. They have a lineup that over 162 games is going to produce. So really nice move for the Yankees. If you ask me, especially lefty two adding two lefty bats with that little short porch in right field. Now, Soto is an all fields hitter. Soto has incredible uh, ability to go the other way. And I think that there is a little bit of a fear maybe that a guy like that gets um, obsessed with trying to pull the ball to that short right field porch and takes away what he is great at. But he's also a very young still. Um, very elite eye, very elite all fields power. Like if he's coached up right, it'll be nothing but a bonus to have that short porch. Hopefully, and or I should say, as a Mets fan and a Yankees hater, hopefully he does get obsessed with pulling the ball and he strikes out a thousand times and um, you know, doesn't hit that many out there. But if he's smart, he'll take his same exact approach and now just fly balls to right field will be home runs to right field. So it's crazy. The Yankees haven't made a world series or won one since 2009. Yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Right. Like it's been out like just to make a world series. He's not related to Mario Soto, the former Reds pitcher. Is he? I don't believe so. It's that's probably a more popular Spanish name. Then what? Then it is an Irish name. Yeah, probably. Well, there, well, there's two of them. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, they're not related. There's more than two for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you found another Ruther, I'm probably related, is what I'm saying. Got it. And by the way, we're not in Major League Baseball, in case anybody was curious about that. You're not going to find a Ruther in Major League Baseball. I wonder if you go in baseball reference all time, if there's any Ruthers in there. You know one of the big union leaders? You probably learned about this in school, but it was spelled differently. Was Walt Ruther. Wow. Did you know that? 
but it was spelled. Let's see here. How one how of the one of the big school union leaders? No, he was a labor and civil rights activist who built United Automobile Workers, the UAW, into one of the most progressive labor unions in American history. Walter Philip Ruther, but it's spelled R E U T H E R. Yeah. Which is funny because when I say to Siri, when I say call Andy Ruther, it always spells it that way. And then it's like, you don't have an Andy Ruther in your phone. And then I go call Andy Ruther. And then it's like calling Andy Ruther. That's hilarious. I can just see the labor. I can just see Walt in front of a union hall full of people being like, it's what? better wages it's what better wages <laughs> the irony is my dad could not have been farther politically from this guy yeah like i'm look i'm looking at his wikipedia right now he was also german like my dad's ancestry so i you know i always wonder if if our name was ever was ever changed but probably was i i do like the it's what oh yeah completely different he was a member of the socialist party of america Walt probably hated that he had the same name as this guy. Goddamn commie. <laughs> Although I never heard my dad say that phrase. I'm picturing it. I was, I was thinking the other day, I was laughing with somebody. That summer I was with my dad. He used to dunk on me so hard. Like, like I took any stray bullets or shrapnel Anything he was going through emotionally, it was like, fuck Andy. Taking it out on him. And, and I, by the way, I'm here for it. Like, but I was just thinking about that the other day and I was and I was laughing. Like, things he said to me, he would never have ever said to any of my brothers. Like, calling me a fucking idiot to my face. Andy, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, whoa, 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 dad. Whoa, slow down, Walt. I should have told him it's what when he said that to me. <laughs> it was an idiot. I, I was laughing the other day with Justin, right? Justin had that Pete Rose thing. The the uh Randy Ruther, Justin Wood, the the paper headline when Pete Rose broke Ty Cobb's record. He's like, Walt Ruther would love this. I was like, no, my dad used to shit on Pete Rose. And what and you said that you said he used to call him a loser. The not paying his taxes, the 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 the, the marital stuff, which you know ended up being like a 14, 15 year old girl, like you know whatever. That was my dad's opinion, and probably a lot of people at this point would agree. Just he just was like, dude, he's a low life. Like yeah. you're a low life gambler. You got all these other issues. Like Walt didn't Walt didn't care about the baseball stuff, uh, but you know whatever. He not like that. Not like. Cincinnati's number one son, Chris Collinsworth. That guy is a saint. He could do no wrong in my book. In fact, if you come out here, I could show you his house. Stand up on this here. Grab that telescope. That's his house right there. You can watch him shower. It's what? <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing the dirt balls because we'll always have the memories of, of them coming to the back of Walt's house in the backyard 
Do any dirt balls make it to the Airbnb, Joe? Ooh, that's an interesting question. I say yes, but I don't want to say that. I say yes, but I, I should be publicly saying no because I don't want to promote it. Because it's a very, yeah. you know, uh, it, it could be a dirt snowball effect, you know, like. Oh, you yeah. just have all the dirt balls there. So our Airbnb is a it's like a property management company because I got some generic forms when I when I booked it. You know how they say all that. Yeah. I do want to put it out there. I prefer the bottom bunk, Justin. So I'm going to claim it right now. I don't know if wow, that's legal. Just claimed, claimed it. Andy Randy. Randy is that on legal? Top of Andy. Yeah. Can yeah. I, Dude, you set the whole thing up. I mean, honestly, I put- we, we, I told you before, but I've liked that you've dove into this. It's like, I was like, I just penciled you into a non bunk bed room because you, you got the whole thing set up. But now that we're doing an Andy Randy bunk situation, I mean, obviously a priority. And listen, if Justin has some sort of air force PTSD from his days in the service about sleeping on the top, well, wear a helmet. I think he was army, but yeah. Point sure, made. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't matter. But to be honest, he's going to be so drunk, he's not going to care where he's sleeping. Yeah. In fact, the only reason you're going to care is that he's probably going to at some point fall off the top bunk onto you and just dive bomb you from above. Actually, that's not my concern. My concern is watching Andy Lazarus brush his teeth. <laughs> Concerns. A, a, a second Katrina because Andy Lazarus forgets to turn off the water. I don't want any. I don't want any toothpaste stuck in the sink it was the cap remember the cap was off the cap was stuck in the sink i talk about ptsd the 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 population in new orleans is like they're gonna see some water dripping out the front door of our airbnb (laughs) everybody's gonna be on on their roof with a shotgun Sean, sean penn's gonna be trolling the streets i don't think he's ever owned up to it has he I think the closest we've ever gotten is allegedly. I think that's going to be a a thing we have to <laughs> kind of knock down the thousandth episode. Just, dude, it's fine. Just own up to it. You flooded our Airbnb in Scottsdale, Arizona. Just allegedly. We have a call related to somewhat related to Arizona. I'll say it's related or not Arizona, New Orleans, because it's Jameis. Okay. Hey boys, uh, Crazy Eyes Sam Bradford here, and uh, original caller requesting a thousandth episode in Las Vegas, which snowballed into something way more epic. Uh, sorry, just gotta get that on the record. And sorry, I won't be able to give you edibles, Andy. Uh, my question is, Jameis is about to throw his 100th career interception. Um, I believe he's at 99 right now. Um, and it could possibly happen at the event in New Orleans. Ooh. Um, and I think this calls for a similar Joe Prano, um, Kobe Bryant shot challenge slash Jameis Winston 100th career interception. And so my question is, what would that be? Is it um, maybe 100 Miller Lights within a weekend? Maybe 100 shots Jesus. of Miller Light, which seems pretty doable. Um, I don't know. What, what, what would it be? What would be a... 100 career interception Jameis Winston shot challenge. I don't know. Anyway, condoms are for pussies. 
Well, I think the answer is obvious. I mean, listen, I love Miller Lite, but we have to drink responsibly. Correct. You know? A hundred Miller Lights in a weekend is not responsible drinking. Now, I can say this because I'm a big guy and Sunday will be a long day. But I can say with 100% certainty, if Jameis Winston keeps it 100 um, and throws the 100th interception of his career, I will consume 100 ounces of Miller Lite in the, in, for the rest of Sunday. Because, I mean, that's, that's like if Jameis throws a, his 100th interception, that's, you know, 8 plus 12 ounce beers or six plus 16 ounce or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, and, again. and it's, and it's also responsible drinking for a man, my age, my size with that many hours in the day, obviously we'll be on a streetcar, We'll be in an Uber. There'll be no driving involved. We'll be eating delicious gumbo and jambalaya and po' boys mm. and charbroiled oysters. So I'll make sure mm. I have, Plenty of, uh, you know, plenty of sustenance to soak up the booze, but a hundred ounces seems reasonable. Yeah, I agree. And, and the best part is there's only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounce servings. So, you know, you wouldn't be getting that many calories and carbs in those hundred ounces, Joe. No, especially with all the walking we're going to be doing. You know, we're in, I believe we're in the 600 level. So all the stairs we're going to have to climb at the Superdome. Uh, we'll probably do a, uh, we'll probably do a, a parade walk at some point. So yeah, we'll walk it all off. I mean, and, and what a way, what a way to celebrate. What a way to celebrate what will be historic. I mean, if there was a hall of shame, he would certainly be on pace for the most interceptions for anybody before the age of 29. Hall of shame lock um but yeah if Jameis throws 100 i will consume 100 ounces of the greatest beer that's ever been on planet earth the most golden of pilsners the original light beer miller light well guys and i'll do it responsibly yes from kickoff to the final whistle you can't go wrong with a miller light in your hand and that will be happening all weekend in on in new orleans for the thousandth episode make it miller time all season long get miller light delivered right to your door simply visit millerlight.com forward slash dirty sports or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer celebrate responsibly miller brewing company milwaukee wisconsin 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces so he's currently at 99 and there's a good chance he starts Amazing. this week so if he starts this week, I bet he gets to 100 beforehand. Because Derek Carr's status is currently unknown. Because of injury. Correct. So, maybe there's a chance. Maybe he starts and doesn't throw a pick. It would be pretty epic if we witnessed. It would be pretty epic if we went, if he has a great game this week, and Jameis one of one loses his mind. And then we're there for 100, 101, 102, 103, 104. <laughs> if we go to the Giants-Saints game and and he, he enters with 99 and he leaves with 106. Yeah, you know, that real hot start for his career is 
really changed about a guy before 25 because now he's in his ninth year. And uh, the stats have really petered out since then. How many touchdown passes do you think he has in his career? Let's see how close you can get. I mean, if he's got 100 picks. Ninety-two. No, a lot more than that. More. Yeah. Hundred and twenty. One forty-one. Wow. Yeah, not too bad. I would have gotten more more interceptions than picks, but I guess it was just that one year, huh? Just that one year. Now he's been, you know, interception prone for sure. Now the last two years combined, he has six touchdowns to eight interceptions. So. He's still trending that way. And the Saints are a complete debacle. Do, will you be wearing a Tommy DeVito jersey? No. No Tommy DeVito jersey. No. Uh, listen, I love, like, the Tommy DeVito story, great. Like, for, all right, Italian, New, York, New Jersey, whatever, lives with his mom. They're delivering chicken parms to the fucking thing. Like, we do love the fucking, you know, Italian hand. But um, first of all, I've said it before. And so it's like, I think I'm done wearing the jerseys. Like you can't, you know, you can't wear the jerseys. The guy's like 20 years younger than you. I think Eli Manning was the last jersey I'll probably wear. That's a guy, you know, from the league. Now, a friend of mine did gift me a, an RJ Barrett jersey. Um, You know me, I'm not, I'm not huge on wearing like hoops jersey. I'll like, I'll wear the hoops jersey to like, the beach or to the pool with some with a, some board shorts and a flip flops and you know get some suns on the guns but like otherwise i don't do a lot of wear basketball jersey wearing these days um you know maybe a tommy devito in the sopranos custom t-shirt or something like that but i don't think i'm getting the tommy devito jersey anytime soon you know who's the poster child for adults not wearing jerseys Slash, particularly basketball jerseys. Jonah Hill in the Suns jersey. Oh, yeah. Like, that right there should be the reason why we're not wearing jerseys of children. The college one's the craziest thing to me, though. Can you imagine wearing, like, a college jersey of your favorite Ohio State, Michigan player? No. You're like, this is my favorite. I, I do cosplay as my favorite teenager. Yeah, that that one's like next level bizarre to me. I, I wouldn't ever, ever want to do that. You know what happened last week that no one's talking about? I believe it happened last week. Mike Evans now has 10 straight years with 1,000 receiving yards. That's insane. No one, we, we, we do overrated, underrated. I'm going to do one right now. Mike Evans is the most underrated, underappreciated wide receiver of all time. Whoa. Wow. I mean, that's, that's bold. Is it? Of all time? Of all time. No one's, this guy has had a thousand yards for 10 straight years to start his career. The only person who's ever had a thousand yards for 10 straight years is Jerry Weiss, Jerry Rice. No one has done it for 10 straight years to start their career. No one's talking about this. No one. Who is more underrated, undervalued, underappreciated in the history of the wide receiver position? 
I mean, I'm I'm trying to look it up. I just don't know who is. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, you know, who is who is very. Uh, who's, ve- you know, very productive and, and very underappreciated was Andre Johnson. Um, but you look through his first career, you, he missed three games in his third year. So only at 688, he missed half the season and only at 851. But I mean, he did have guys back, who I think back, don't get he did have back to back seasons where he he led the league in yardage 15, 1600 yards. I mean, Mike Evans, the thing, it's like great. Like, I, I agree with you, but if it feels like he never has like the monster season, he's just like Mr. Thousand Yards, which is okay. It's a I, it's it is cer- certainly like that's important, it's huge. Yeah, but but again, he's so so like take Mike Evans, right? He's breaking this. Or he's eclipsed, eclipsing a thousand yards. It's not like oh, he got the extra game to do it, right? He was, he's done that through twelve games. Yeah, and no, you're right. I know he doesn't. I'm looking at his stats right now. He doesn't have the quote unquote. You know, he's had one fifteen hundred yard season. They're all hovering around. Like he's averaging around, you know, like eleven hundred a season. But you can't think of one. I'm telling you, who has been more underrated all time? Maybe like a Tory Holt. I don't know. I'm just tossing out names. Isaac Bruce, like, you know, Isaac Bruce is in the Hall of Fame now. I don't know. Anquan Bolden. I'm just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. No, you might be right. I mean, I don't think anybody's Who's throwing saying... him these balls, too, Joe, outside of Tom Brady? Sure, Who's... sure. That's no, that's a major factor. Who's been his quarterbacks? Yeah. Disaster Winston. Baker Mayfield this year. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Mike Mike Glennon. I I just think again to have that consistency. If you're a team and you know you have a guy who's going to give you a thousand yards. A lot of touchdowns, though. 91 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. You might be right. Yeah, I, I, You know. But you can't think of it anyway. I think, I think I'm I, right. I can. I mean, I think I, I said Andre Johnson. I tried to back it up with stats. Didn't really work out. Um, I mean, in a way, you could say, like, yeah, I would say Torrey Holt is right there. Yeah. Um, he was a guy who was really, I would say, underappreciated. Um, but yeah, underrated. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but, but alas, like, I feel like Anguan Bolden went, went from underappreciated to like properly appreciated because people like, were like, Hey, this guy's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. So look, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tory Holt had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, He'd eight straight years starting in his second season of a thousand yards. And, and he led the league twice in yards. Great career, over 1,300 receiving yards. I, I just, I, I, again, what Mike I was going to say before, I mean, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think he was underrated. He, maybe the reverse of like the uh, Anguan Bolden is like he was very appreciated when he was playing and then what became underappreciated after but like there is the Terrell Owens 
finished what second or third all time in receiving yards and like didn't get in on the first ballot, like that's underappreciated. A hundred percent. To not getting in first bout is one of the biggest travesties of a former player. I mean, it really is. It, it, it's actually despicable if you think about it. Despicable. His last season when he was quote unquote washed up and he played with the Bengals, he still had over like 900 receiving yards. His last season. In fact, I'm shocked he didn't play more. I feel like they were out to get him, all the teams. Yeah. You can call him a locker room cancer, and I'm sure a lot of people would say that. The fact that he played in that Super Bowl. And it was the only reason they were competitive. After what? Breaking his leg? Yeah. He busted his ass to get back in shape. This is my quarterback. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous that he didn't get in first ballot. But like Mike Evans, you're first ballot, man. How are you not? Ten straight. Well, years? that that's where that's where I think maybe your uh that's where I think maybe your suggestion is going to be really validated because like I don't know if anybody looks at him that way. That's where you're really like, I don't I don't know. I don't know if Mike Evans retired if he would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And that is uh probably on prob probably the best argument for your theory. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. And again, for, for me, consistency is huge. I'll give baseball one thing. I think they value that when they talk about Hall of Fame. If you're consistently good for this many years, longevity should be valued. We talk about it. I mean, the injuries. This the amount of guys that are out, especially the quarterback position. It's all, I mean, I mean, look at this week. I think I counted earlier in the week, and I don't know what the totals at, Joe, though. Of the 32 teams, I think nine or 10 have backups this week. A third of the league almost has a backup quarterback starting this week. Yeah. It's not good for the league. I don't know the answer. I don't know if it's, I, I don't know. If it has something to do with the field, it has something to do with, Maybe they should get more, you know, contact how about and practice. The, how about the fields? How about the extra games? The extra how game about for the sure. Thursday night football? How about the like all, all of it? It's all it's all a factor. How about the speed of the game? You know, uh, I saw somebody say the other day about the the tush push that how. The, you know, how is the league justifying wanting to ban this? Uh, player safety? That's how I would, if I was Roger Dell, I'd be like, player safety. That's how we justified you not being allowed to hit the quarterback at all with any part of your body anywhere, but like in his numbers with your hands gently. So yeah, we're not going to then allow you to do double the impact because you're on his own team from behind. Like... It's all the things. It's quarterbacks running more. It's the fields. It's the speed of the defense. It's the quick turnaround. It's the more games. That's why some of the, like, 
I just don't think the Brett Favre record will ever be broken for most consecutive games. I just don't know how. You just you don't see it. You don't see it. Yeah. I mean, if I pull it up right now, longest active QB start streak. I'm actually surprised who it is right now. Guess who it is? It's Josh Allen. Wow. He started 83 straight regular season and eight playoffs, a total of 91, which still only puts him 20th all time. I, I just think those days are done, man. You know? And, and what's fascinating, Prano, is if you look at the top 10 most consecutive starts all time. It's an era that's not, it, it's the era that kind of just happened. Yeah. Number one, Brett Favre, Philip Rivers, number two, Eli, number three, Peyton, number four, Matt Ryan, number five, Russell Wilson, number six, Matt Stafford, number seven, Flacco, eight, Ron Jaworski, nine, Tom Brady, 10. And, and Tom Brady's at, he's at, He's tied for 10th with himself in a bunch of different eras, but anywhere from 110 to 112 straight starts. No way any quarterback currently in this league does 110 to 112 straight starts. I just don't see it with all those factors you mentioned. Do you think even Josh Allen gets there? No. No. He's at 83. That's two seasons, basically. Yeah, no. Not the way Josh Allen runs the ball. Not the hits he takes. I'd be shocked. But like, I don't know if they're concerned. They should be. I like, again, I think we have nine or 10 and we're going to go over the games here. We have nine or 10 starting quarterbacks that are backups. Now you can have good games. That Bengals Jags games was, was great. I don't know if you watched it at all. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great game. Yeah. You know, you had a backup who played great for Cincinnati. You had a backup who came in for the Jags, who led him on a, a tying drive. Like, that was a great game. I think that's not the case normally. And and it, it sucks because there's a lot of battles of backups. And we can hop into hop into the games now. And I'll, sprinkle, I'll sprinkle in some calls um, because we have a lot of calls this week. Before we do that, I want to ask you something. Because we have... One, two, three, four, five, six. We have seven, six, and six teams currently. Yeah. I just want to ask you straight up before we go into picks, who you think is going to make the playoffs. From the NFC, you have the Rams, Seahawks, Vikings, Packers, Falcons. Rams, Seahawks, Vikings, Vikings Falcons. Packers, Falcons. Falcons are currently in first place in their division, right. six and six. And then the AFC, you have the Bengals and Broncos. Now, are, are the Bengals or Broncos currently in the playoffs? No. Right. Very low chances for both of them, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think either of them make it. Okay. Congratulations to Randy Ruther, who every time we pick against them, something goes good. So probably doesn't want us to pick them. I don't think either of the, those teams make it. Obviously, um, a good chance that the NFC South one of those teams. I'll, I'll say the Falcons. Okay. Um, are there, is there currently two NFC teams 
the seven seed right now in the NFC is seven and the six seeds are who and who the Packers well, are the Packers currently in. I was going to say, here's what's crazy right now in the NFC. You're two, six and six Vikings and Packers are both in, right? The Rams are on the outside looking in. So are the yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. Feels unlikely to me that both the NFC North teams make it. Agree. Pa- Packers been playing well. I'll go Packers. Seahawks. So I would go Packers Rams of all these six and six teams who make it. I don't see the Bengals. I don't see the Broncos. I don't see the Seahawks. And I've kind of looked at schedules. I've done a little cheat, you know. That's kind of where I'd go. So tonight's game, I don't know if you saw, has one of the lowest over-under totals ever. I think it was at 29 and a half. No, that low? It's It's up to like 30. Patriots at Steelers. You have... Bailey Zappi. Is it Zappi? Yeah. Traveling to Pittsburgh to face Mitch Trubisky. Is it Trubisky? Wow. So it's at 30 and a half right now. Pittsburgh's a five and a half point favorite. Wow. You want me to go first on the picks? I, mean, I'll take, I think we're uh, I think we're gonna uh, agree. Yeah. Five and a half points. The over under is 30. <coughs> the over under is 30. So what do you how, how do you how do you even cover five? You you win you win fucking 17 10. I know. Yeah, I'll take I'll take I'll take uh New England to cover. I honestly don't know who wins this game. I, is Belichick just smart enough to be tanking? Probably. I think Pittsburgh probably wins. New England covers. Bet the so, over. It's funny you say it. I So I, I, I had. Like bet, I the, bet, the, bet the Pittsburgh money line. New England with the points and the over. Any nice little triple head there. Play all the fucking. Play all the angles. So I have on, on my FanDuel account. Which, to be honest, I just basically opened it, and I, you know, you know, and I did one of the. If you bet five dollars on anything in the NFL and win, you know, one of those specials, you get one hundred fifty dollars to spend. But I didn't realize there was a timeline on that, so I had to make a play yesterday, and I put all one fifty on just, you know, I'm not going to make much, but I didn't care. I just put all one fifty on just Steelers straight up. I was like, oh, I don't have time for this. I'm busy. Yeah, Steelers. I can win like sixty dollars. It's like nothing, but I'm just like, okay. But you also think New England covers, right? Yeah. I uh, let's let's I start this. I wouldn't be, start, I wouldn't start, be, start this off with a fun parlay pick. I wouldn't be shocked if New England won. Pittsburgh money line. New England covers. Uh, bet against the. The thing is, the 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 number has gone up, but I still say you go over. You say over 30 and a half. Yeah. Just because like we're, we're talking about, oh, one of the lowest, like, of course it's going to go over now. 
New England lost six to nothing last week. They've lost three straight games where they held the opponent under 10 points. But hey, Belichick's lost it, guys. Please, I, I want to keep hearing that. He's lost it. The defense is terrible. I, I just, I don't like Belichick's slander. I just hate it. I don't, I don't like it. It's the, it's, it's, it's the prisoner of the moment. I hate, I hate it too. I hate it across all the fucking, I hate it across all sports when they do that shit. With that, when, it, when it comes to anybody. I mean, the, the, the thought, again, the thought of some of these people saying they wouldn't rather have Belichick as their coach. It, it's comical. He Guys, their offense sucks. They have nobody. Bailey Zappi is their quarterback. I really want him to go to the Chargers. Bailey Zappi? They have Herbert. I want him to go there, too. Uh, I want Belichick to go there, because I, I, I just want to prove these idiots wrong. Yeah. And I'm not singling you out, Goldberg. I'm just gonna say I'm not singling you out. I mean, how like I, I love Maddie and 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 I but, but, uh, sa sadly I did not get a chance to listen to the episode. Well, that's why I'm bringing it but up because I've, I've been we told there's no, I've been told there's no beef that he didn't start a beef with me, which is a there, nice, there is nice. Not. That was really nice of him to come on the podcast and not take a random shot at me for no reason. So I appreciate that. I love you, Maddie. Let's stay on good terms. Um, so this is not an attack on you, but like, how many championships does the guy have to bring to you, and you just fucking he he earns your respect for life. I don't know. And I'm not saying Goldberg was throwing him on the bus. Again, we had our differences on that episode. You know, he it kept going back to the Tom Brady versus Bill. And I'm like, dude, it's both. I, I get it. Brady gets a title the minute he leaves. But I go to me, that's also not a knock on Belichick. Right. He goes to the playoffs when he leaves with fucking Mac Jones. We all know at this point, Mac Jones is, he's not good. It's very Bill Walsh, Joe Montana. You know, they want all those things together. Montana gets hurt. He leaves. He wins the last Chiefs playoff games in, until Patrick Mahomes gets into the league. Like yeah. immediately, immediately goes to the Chiefs. AFC and, championship, I think. And goes to an AFC championship game for a, a franchise that hadn't been to an, a fucking Super Bowl since, you know, Super Bowl three or whatever the fuck it was. And then, of course, Steve Young comes in and is great and is, uh, you know, an MVP and wins a Super Bowl. And obviously not that uh, those aren't with Walsh, all with Walsh. But like it's the system and it's the player. And, you know, he got he had a great they were both great players. But like it's proof Steve Young didn't come in and win four. Yeah, it's a good point. All right, moving on to Sunday. Bucks, Falcons, very important game for that division. It's in Atlanta. The Falcons are two and a half point favorites. You know, I said last week that the Colts fucked me, and then Mata sent me a thing. He's like, the Colts don't really fuck you. And then I was like, but they kind of do because I looked at it and it's like the Colts fucked me when I not when I just when I pick that uh pick them. But also when I pick against them, then they end up showing up. It's like, you know, you get fucked either which way. Um, but now it feels like the Bucs, too. Like, on a week-to-week -to -week basis. Like, I don't know what the fuck the Bucs are going to do. 
Um, it's in Atlanta. Atlanta fighting for a playoff spot. It feels like an Atlanta win in cover. But goddamn, this backdoor Baker scare me. I mean, the, the number is too small for me to be scared of the backdoor. So it's just like, do I think the Bucs are going to win outright in Atlanta? Do I think they could? Yes. Do I think they do? No. I'll go with the Falcons. Okay. So I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. I'm, I'm not losing anything on these stupid NFC South games. Where which... did, Do you know where we ended up? Because I haven't looked at. My I think you're ahead of me now. Pretty sure you're ahead of me. Was I down three last week? Yeah. I think you beat me in every single different pick. It was either four or five. <laughs> Rough oh, I think Mata said I have six and oh actually against you last week. So maybe I'm up three. Jesus Christ. I did go 11 for 13 last week, to be fair. With that. Probably one of your best weeks ever. Yeah. 11 for 13. You know, 11 point weeks for us are not like very rare, but they are when three teams are off. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Drop, whatever it is. Well, I'm not going to pick up any on either of these two because we're going to both agree. Ooh, now you're, I feel like you're trying to dupe me here. No. Falcons, Lions. Falcons, Lions. No, we don't. Bears, Lions. Sorry, Bears, Lions. In Chicago, Detroit is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I will go first. Bad team. I know it's outside, so Jared Goff might melt in the uh, weather a little, but... I'm going to go Detroit wins and covers at three and a half. I don't love the half point, but I agree. Um, the lot, this. Yeah. Division game and the half point hook does scare me, but I think that the bears are bad and the lions are going to constantly keep their fan base thinking that they're like contenders by beating bad teams. I wonder what the future is for the quarterback position with them. Well, you can't move. It's tough because I say you can't move on from Goff when you're playing like this, but that's exactly what the Rams did, right? Exactly what they did. Right. But um, Goff has been better in Detroit than he was in L.A. I now, agree. Maybe not, maybe not necessarily statistically, whatever, but in terms of He's made a lot more difficult throws. They've let him off the leash a little, a little bit more, and he still... It, it felt like in L.A., whenever they let him off the leash, it was a disaster, so he was very reined in. Um, Detroit doesn't have that... doesn't have the talent. Now, they... they I should say... Well, they have a, a lot combo. of the talent. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a combo of, like... They don't really sort, sort of have the talent across the board um, where they're just, like, dominant... There was a while there where the Rams had a dominant talent discrepancy on both sides of the ball against most teams that they played. They also clearly don't have a dominant, you know, scheme fit. So, like, it, it you couldn't be successful in Detroit being like, just don't make any mistakes, play safe, like, whatever, especially prior to this year. So, good for Goff for showing a little bit of growth, but is Jared Goff a Super Bowl winner, which... Super Bowl or bust league, right, guys? I mean, I get it. Get into the playoffs this year. Win a playoff. Listen, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, absolutely. Like, we're talking about the Detroit Lions. If you win a fucking playoff game, have a goddamn parade. 
Like yeah, have, I agree. It, have a parade. Yeah. But also, sure. but also after that happens, after you get your first playoff win since Eric Kramer or whoever the fuck it was. Barry Sanders, like 90, 91 or something. They beat the Cowboys. After you, after you get your first playoff win in 30 plus years, it's a Super Bowl or bust league. And then it really becomes can Jared Goff win you a Super Bowl? He's only under contract one more year. Right. So so let it play out. You know, I don't think he can. But yeah, get a playoff dub. Well, and and I think I think the can Jared Goff win a Super Bowl in the most like perfect of circumstances? Maybe. But what's happening with this Lions team right now, and it's why the three and a half point, it's why the half point hook scares me outside is like your defense isn't good. Yeah. Not enough grit. Bite some ankles. Yeah. Bite some kneecaps. What does Dan Campbell do? Does he call anything? I don't know. He calls your house late at night. Make sure you're in bed. Just want to make sure you're in bed. <laughs> well, I was in bed, but you just woke me up with a late night phone call. Right, because he's more of like your old school coach. Yeah. Because Ben Johnson's calling the plays. And Dan Campbell, obviously not a defensive guy. It's very rare in today's modern NFL that the coach isn't calling plays or at least have a big hand in one side of the ball. That probably benefits them. Yeah. 100% it does. All right, so we're both going with Lions. We got a backup battle next. Next few games, actually. Colts Bengals. Ooh, this is a big playoff game. The Colts are seven and five. As we know, under Minshew, I believe they've won five in a row. Bengals off a huge upset with Jake Browning. Mm. Like the game of his life, man. Almost almost blew the game because Zach Taylor decided to do two wide receiver threat throws, even though they were doing great on offense. That's why he's trash. But anyway, it was a good game. You know, they ran the ball. Defense is sus. But I'm gonna say this. Can the Colts win six in a row with the backup? What's the spread? Where's the game? It's one point in Cincinnati. Colts are favored by a point in Cincinnati? Yeah. It's basically a pick em game. Yeah. So they're favored by one. Again, you have two backups. One looked terrible his first week against the Steelers. Then he looks great against the Jags on the road. Everybody's so high on Browning, which makes me do like the law, like the reverse. Like, like it's kind of like the Josh Dobbs thing. Everybody's so high on him. It's like, can you consistently play at this level in the NFL as a backup? I don't know, but I think the Bengals win and cover. Whoa. I'm going to say the Colts win. And the reason is, and the reason is this, what's crazy is I think when you have a backup quarterback, the Josh Dobbs, the Jake Browning, so whatever from week to week, you look good. And then people are like, Oh, maybe they can, maybe they are like, maybe this team can rally around this guy. Maybe he is better than we gave him credit for. But I think more often than not, when you have a backup, 
not falling in love with them, like having showing up because then people get tape on them, you know, yeah, and they figure true. out their tendencies. Now, the same could be said for Gardner Minshew, but Gardner Minshew's won five straight games. And again, I think Gardner Minshew, I said it last week, like the second they name him the starter, they're like, he's better than Anthony Richardson. You're going to start. We're going to, he's going to, he'll, he turns back into a fucking pumpkin. But I, I have, I have the same fear about picking both of these teams, which is a return to what these guys are. And, yes. and and that's unfair to Jake Browning, right? Because like he hasn't been in the league long enough to say he isn't a qualified guy. Like he shouldn't have a starting job somewhere. We'll that we'll see. But I think when it comes to backups, a good game, a bad game, the more tape, the better. But like I'm more confident in Gardner Minshew because he's been doing it longer for multiple teams than I am in Jake Browning. Also, I think that the 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 win last week against the Jags team and the 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 rebirth of hope. Oh, maybe we're not out of it. Maybe it's like what well, it's like it'll last a week. Well, that that was that's why this was such a tough pick. I was I've thought all those same things. But that's why I'm picking the Bengals because I'm just like can you win six in a row with Gardner Minshew? Sure. I don't think so. And it is a road game. I know it's a close road game. And I'm sure our guy who has a underground tunnel sex community. Jim Mersey. Allegedly. I, we don't have to say allegedly. We're not the fucking New York Times. Is going to. You're, what you're saying is. And I guess what we're saying is he building record, a tunnel from Indy to Cincinnati. Does Jim Irsay have an underground tunnel just to Harry Tubman, his mistresses to Cincinnati. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Does the tunnel go under I-74 and connect Cincinnati to Indianapolis? Does just underground. There's just underground. And then these, these women in their mistress nightgowns, like shuffling down a muddy underground hallway and out from around a corner peaks icky woods with a, with a little candle. He's like, come this way, come this way. It's this way. You're almost here. You're almost in Cincinnati. You're almost here. <laughs> Follow the kittens. All right. We finally have a different pick. Can't wait to lose that one. Another battle of the backups. We just talked about them. The Jags travel to Cleveland. Jags are now eight and four, probably out of the contention for number one seed. But again, if they lose this and Indy wins, they're both eight and five. The, the Browns are currently seven and five. Browns are three point favorites. And, you know, news this week in the Jags was not good because this story, which I sent you, is hilarious. Now, let me just is is CJ Beathard their quarterback? He's got to be. I mean, yeah, I don't know. if Did you see the injury? Yeah. But I, I'm it, just uh, before we get to the story, which is fascinating, but it's CJ Beathard and uh and like a who like who's who are, who are the Browns starting at this point? Which Joe are Flacco. Uh, OK. This is from 17 minutes ago. Wow. Trevor Lawrence is practicing? 
What? I want to say I want to say regardless of how regardless of who's starting for what, I'm going to take the Jags to cover this game. Okay, I'm watching film right now from an hour ago. He did return to practice. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. He did some warming up. and Okay. I agree. Especially this, this, this builds my optimism. So three points. We both agree with the Jags. It's in Cleveland. It's in Cleveland. Now, the Jags, like I was alluding to, did lose recently $22 million from $22 million from a former employee who stole over a four-year period in a virtual credit card program. Even my brother John is like, that's a good, that's a lot of money. I tip my cap to you, sir. Amit, 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 I don't know how it's pronounced, Patel. I'm not going to work here anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> the United States Attorney's Office charged him with illegal monetary transaction, alleging that Patel, who held various titles during his tenure with the Jags, including most recently manager financial planning and analysis, oversaw their virtual credit card program, and I love what he I don't got. Know, what, I don't even like what. Like I read the story, and then I'm like, why does the why do the Jags have a virtual credit card program? What does that even mean? I have no clue. Thought the same thing. He oversaw their virtual credit card program. What? If I owned a football team in Florida, I might be cash only the way that the, the people are down there. Let I, I alone mean, a is, virtual credit card program. This is the most Florida. The, and I texted you this. And I know you'll agree with me. This would only happen to a Florida team. Yeah. Only. And I guess he started overseeing this in 2019. He became the sole administrator of the Jags virtual credit card program. It is, this is what it describes it as. It is a payment method that functions like a traditional credit card account, but without a physical credit card. So it's a credit card. Right. It's an Apple pay or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's Venmo. Certain employees were allowed to use the VCC program for business-related expenses and purchases. Now, he is accused of duplicating legitimate expenses in an electronic ledger, inflating amounts of legitimate transactions, and entering fictitious transactions, and then using the money for personal use. Love what my boy Patel did. He uh, Not only did he steal over $22 million, he bought a condo in Florida, a Tesla Model 3, some cryptocurrency, was chartering private jets, luxury hotels, bought himself a $95,000 watch, a country club membership, and many more, many more things. He spent it all. This will be a great move. Safe to say he got a premium account on X. I mean, this guy, a crypt, <laughs> he got... <laughs> A cryptocurrency Tesla scammer using the VCC money. Like, dude, what are you? A fucking. He's like a. He's, like he's a Elon, for sure a guy who's who's using. He loves his, Elon Musk. He's using his extended uh, character count to defend Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Finally, bring him back free speech. Bro, you're going to jail, dog.
Yeah, he bought that cyber truck. Definitely bought that <laughs> yeah. cyber truck too. Yeah. I just like Joe, I understand these things can happen. I just don't know how it does here. We're, I mean, we're not talking 200 grand. We're talking 22 million. Nobody looked at the expense report. It makes Andy, me not want to pick the Jags this week, to be honest. Andy, it's just a testament to how much money the NFL makes. True. It's just like all the ins and outs of the money that you could you could get probably to, tw you know, if you had been at 20 million, probably no one notices. Yeah. He should have used some of that money to buy the Bengals a indoor practice facility, a real yeah. one. So he spends all this money. And then I read something else that he used. I don't know if this is true. He used the money to pay his lawyer who's defending him. I'm like, how, how does that work? Amazing. It's kind of a boss move, to be honest. Yeah, that is a boss move. I, I saw that somewhere. Don't know if it's true. He was like, hey, I need somebody to defend me in this case against my former employer who are accusing me of spending $22 million on a virtual credit card account. And the guy's like, okay, well... I'm a pretty expensive lawyer. My re my retainer is pretty high. He's like, great. Do you take Apple Pay? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Hey, do you tap? Can I tap? I'm I'm just thinking the Jags might have been the best team. They're always traveling overseas. I'm just going to Venmo you that retainer. Uh, I'm, I'm sending it right now. It's coming from at Jags. <laughs> is that okay? Hey, wait a second. I'm and starting to think it. you did this. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the Jags? Did you see the people in the pools? Did you watch Manning cast? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh my I didn't God. It was so it. funny. It was like, it was like these two chicks in a pool. You know, the, the Jags two chicks, that. man, but like not the most attractive girls. And they're in bikinis and, and not the fittest either. And uh and they look cold too. And and dude, the look on Eli, dude, Eli and Peyton, and I forget which one of them made it made a dig about just like, oh, they don't look comfortable. And it totally looked like the and everybody on social media was like, the one girl's clearly peeing. And like it was all just like caught in a quick in a quick thing. That, that's such a great show, man. They're the best. Can we get them a couple quarter zips? <laughs> Those girls look cold. Yeah. And Ocho was on for like all the fourth quarter in overtime. And, and, and the three of them were that that was Having a pretty fun. good. Yeah, it was a pretty good mash. All right. So you're going to take the Jags. I'm going to take gonna, the Jags. OK, we're both taking the Jags. All right. Oh, Panthers, you thought, I thought you were switching the Browns. You said makes me not want to take the Jags. Yeah, but I'm going to stick with it. Andy's playing that fear game now. I got Andy. I got Andy. I had Andy in the corner just delivering body blows last week. And now he's no. just like, get me to the fucking, get me to the end of the round. No, no. You know, we, we got a few more weeks. All right. Panther Saints in New Orleans, where we will be just next week. The Saints are four and a half point favorites. I believe I'm up first. Jameis is starting, right? Does it even matter? Does it matter? 
Doesn't matter. Well, no, I don't think it does, but I guess it depends which way you're going. <laughs> I'm going to take the Panthers to cover. Wow. It. I was going to say it doesn't matter to me. I'm taking the Saints to cover. I'm taking the Saints to win and cover the game. Um, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I have not trusted. Here's a simple fact for me. Um, I haven't trusted the Panthers all season. I think maybe the only time I feel like, and I could be wrong, maybe Mod is going to debunk this too, but I feel like I've been pretty good at picking the Panthers uh, the whole year. The one game you got, man, you, you know, it's Andy Ruther's crowning moment of the year is picking the Panthers one win. Um, so against the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. I picked the Panthers to cover last week. They did. Like this team is bad. Do they cover two weeks in a row? I don't think they, they are do. bad. I don't think, I don't think it matters who's quarterbacking for the saints. I just think that they don't cover two weeks in a row division game. Saints needed to stay in the mix. I think saints win and cover. All right. Texans jets. This is at Matt life. Zach Wilson is starter again. So congrats. Welcome. Welcome back, Zach. The Texans are three and a half point favorites. I'm first this time. I'll take the Texans. So that if the Texans score seven points, they cover. I know. Right? So just... if the Jets get three and then they get three and a half on top of it, that's six and a half. If the Texans score a touchdown, they cover. Like, I don't believe th- this whole Jets quarterback debacle. It's very weird. Like, and Jets fans are handling it very weird. It's like, I guess it wasn't Zach Wilson's fault after all. It's like, why do we do think that? So they gave Andy Ruther a chance to play quarterback after hosting a thousand episodes of a podcast and never playing in the NFL. Andy Ruther has a better touchdown interception ratio in college than fucking Tim Boyle or whatever the fuck his name was. I guess it wasn't Zach Wilson. You didn't go get Joe Flacco. You didn't go sign Colin Kaepernick to the practice squad. You went with two absolute fucking dog shit options that like shouldn't even necessarily be in the NFL. And it's like, oh, I guess it wasn't Zach Wilson. Yes, it is. It's it's your quarterback. It's been your quarterback the whole year, and it will continue to be your quarterback. And then Zach Wilson with this, like, I mean, the whole drama of he wanted, he doesn't want to go back in. He feels like he was scapegoated. Bro, kill yourself. You were well, right Aaron Ro- scapegoated. Whether it's true or not, Aaron Rodgers says that's a lie. Aaron Rodgers, at this point, I like great quarterback, great career. I was an Aaron Rodgers stand. But bro, why like why are you doing interviews? Why, now you were doing. Now we're not even on Zoom. Now we're doing sixty minutes interviews with Pat McAfee in a library, bro. You haven't been on the field in two months. What like? And and I saw a, a tweet from a Jets reporter who was like, "I know what happened. The Jets know what happened. Zach Wilson know knows what happened. Aaron Rodgers is going on television lying about it. Like why?" Do you, like who do you trust at this point? The reporter who's saying like we didn't create this story out of thin air, or Aaron Rodgers, known liar.
Yeah, well, it's it's uh, regardless, it's not a good situation. I, I don't know. I, I I think I think a lot of people are, are they're definitely out there for themselves. Aaron, at this point, he needs to lie low. I would that would be my advice. It's kind of insane. Yeah, I I just like I don't I don't know. I was talking to Buddy about we were talking about him the other day, and he was kind of saying the same thing. He's just we're just like, dude, you've kind of made everything about you recently. Well, and and what's crazy is, and and it's funny because it's like these are two guys who like have for some reason like, I mean, obviously for both of them like the the why, but like the political sides of it have like latched on to both these guys. But like throughout the last few years, the politicizing of LeBron James has been insane. Meanwhile, LeBron James is just answering questions in front of his locker because he's an active athlete. So like, I don't know if you saw yesterday, but LeBron's like, I'm sick and tired of having to answer the same questions about like gun control and shit like that. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. But he, all, but he, but he also goes out of his way to tweet and say things. Sure. But he's not like, when's the last time, like, LeBron James has his own show or had his own show on HBO and has his thing. But like LeBron James answering questions in his locker room. And yeah, every athlete at this point, it has a social media, you know, like presence. But I feel like LeBron James gets asked things while he sits in front of his locker. And then people are like, oh, he has to have an opinion on everything. Aaron Rodgers like, hey, guys, I have an opinion. Does any, like, I know I'm not playing, and I so I know I don't have to be in the locker room, and I'm not going to be in the locker room. So, like, I'm not going to give you an opportunity to talk to me in the locker room. But if anybody has a platform that they'd like me to show up for, like, I am ready and willing and able to lie about some shit. Well, look, I'm, I'm not going to go as far as to strip calm him a liar. I, I, I think, obviously, how he handled the vaccination status was extremely misleading and right. and if you want to call him a liar for that that's that, that doesn't bother me at all um but i i agree like i said i think aaron at this point is really for somebody let's let's add one more to that when aaron Rodgers does not suit up for a single jets game this year that was all a lie right like why did why did we do that And he might come back. Like, why did we do that? Why not come back? Why not like come back if you can? But why did we talk? Why have we been talking about for two months about Aaron Rodgers coming back? Why have we been talking about since two weeks after Aaron Rodgers got injured that he might come back this year? Because Aaron Rodgers made us talk about it. Well, he's clearly embraced his weekly time on pat mcafee's show which which we all know how that's obviously unfolded with the revelation he got paid and all this and that and it's just like let's let's do another thing and like this i don't necessarily think this is strictly about race just the way i don't think this is that that like you and i who have been who have been critical of lamar jackson's style of play his lack of 
thing on the field, whatever. Like a lot of times when you criticize Lamar, ja when people criticize Lamar Jackson, they get called racist. I don't think that that's necessarily correct. I think that there are some people who criticize black quarterbacks who are racist. And then there are some people who is like, like, listen, I was like, dude, Daniel Jones is going to get hurt if he keeps, if, if the Giants need him to run to win. Cut to right now where I've got to go watch Tommy DeVito play football every week. Okay. So, but let me just ask you something. Last year, when Lamar Jackson went down and the Ravens had to fight for a playoff spot with Tyler Huntley or whoever the fuck played, if he had had a weekly segment on Stephen A. Smith, the world would have lost their fucking mind. They're like, oh, you're healthy enough to fucking go on Stephen A. and Shannon, but you're not healthy enough to fucking play football. The world would have lost their fucking mind dude well look like i'll be honest i think those it's not the best comparison because aaron was hurt at the beginning of the year he had already been doing pat and i'm not saying he should continue doing pat to be honest i i don't really understand it i like i said i really don't listen to it so i don't understand you're not playing so what are we talking about because the whole point of him going on mcafee before mostly was, travis kelsey rfk zach wilson like mostly all the things that you see headlines about but that's mostly my him point. Just, mostly him just diving in on some shit that you're like. Before it was mostly all football and hey, this is what we're going through when he was on the Packers and yeah. it's week by week and it's game by game. Um, And I know what you're saying, but if Lamar had already had a prearranged agreement to go on with Stephen A every week, I, I mean, I just, I everybody knows our thoughts on ESPN at this point. Um, and, and, and I don't need to repeat them. I just, I don't watch it. I don't, it's all, it's all clicks. It's all shareable videos. It's crazy takes. It's this and that. And that's what, that's what that whole network is now. And the truth is you're a part of that, Aaron, you are because you're going on to, to do this. Well, because he comes with a note on his phone, iPhone that says clickbait topics for Pat McAfee today. He's like, I came up with this last night. Me and my writing staff came up with, we'll call him Mr. Pfizer. It's a good bit. Like, like I watched a video. I just, out of curiosity, I was taking a shit and I watched, this was after the college football stuff. And this was on Monday morning. And it was like, it was on McAfee's show and it was Stephen A. Smith and Mike Greenberg and they're all, and, and they're having a whole discussion with the college football. And I'm just like, nobody's saying anything real here. Like none of you guys are saying this system is the biggest joke ever. I'm not saying like what we say on dirty sports is always right or it's the only take, but I'm just like, like you, you guys are arguing over like Mike Greenberg and Stephen A are arguing over Florida state versus I'm just like, you're not like, that's not the real point. The point is this is the, the biggest mockery of a system. Why, why aren't you saying that? Because you won't. Because you'd rather, oh, he sided with some. It's it's politics. I'm siding with this guy versus this guy or this party versus it. Like, it's just, I, I don't, it doesn't engage me. And, and there's no actual critical I think what's thinking. crazy, and, and, and we both like Pat McAfee. 
we both like him as a like we're we're we were Pat McAfee. He was nothing but great to us on our show. Yeah, I, I would say that both you and I, when we saw Pat go there, I think maybe we were hopeful that this was a good thing for ESPN. Pat won't change, but maybe ESPN will change to suit Pat. And we just kind of quickly were like, well, it went the exact opposite way. Yeah. And I get it. I'm not not telling anybody what to do, especially when they're getting paid $18 million a year. You know, money, money talks. Like I want to say that we we all have a price. Um, But like, yeah, I, I just, like I've said, for years, both you and I, our ESPN watching time is the actual sporting event. I, I I don't I don't care what Monday Night Football Countdown says. I don't care what College Game Day says. And again, that's just me, guys. You guys can watch that. I just I, I think it's all it's all fluff to me. There, there's like, what's the substance? Are, are we going to have real discussions, or are we going to suddenly anoint Dan Orlovsky? the lifelong backup to be the, the NFL quarterback guru. Because that's what they do. Oh, Mina Kimes is that person now. Now, I did enjoy Ryan Leaf putting her in a body bag on Twitter. I did not see that. but That was funny. She but basically- li- listen, the, you know, there's a guy, like, a guy like Dan Orlovsky, and like, I don't agree with everything he says, but... It seems like he was a guy who's able to make it to the league because of his understanding of the game, not sure. because of his physical talents. And when he breaks shit down, most of the time I'm like, all right, you showed your work. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. You showed your work. Um, Mina Kimes, like, okay, you can say fucking sex is all that. I've been on this podcast since day one. Andy Ruther, we talk about Aaron Rodgers coming with a bit. Andy Ruther came with a fucking sticky note to the first episode of Dirty Sports and was like, Doris Burke has a dick. This is a fucking, <laughs> this is a good bit. And I, and I, from day one, as funny as that was, as funny as Doris Burke's dick was. It's really not that funny, but yeah. I was like, I kind of like Doris Burke. I've always liked Doris Burke. I was, I've always kind of been like, you know, I've, I've had the female sports analyst shoved in my face repeatedly over the last 30 years. Uh, the, the softball player on, um, on fucking Jessica Mendoza on Sunday night baseball is the most offended I've ever been by a sports analyst. Um, Doris Burke always kind of liked her. Think she does a good job. So like I have, I have a wildly ranging opinions on the female sports analyst. Mina Kimes is trash. So you can say that's sexist if you want. I love Doris Burke. Mina Kimes, I, I'm, I, I wish you would end up in a jail cell or a rehab with Ryan Leaf. Just get the fuck off my TV. Not that I actually see you because I don't watch ESPN, but get the fuck off my social media feeds too with your trash ass takes. Well, she this it started. It was during the Bengals. I believe this was during the Bengals Steelers games where Jake Browning struggled, and and she tweeted, "As a UW fan who watched Jake Browning for four years, I'll say this: Dude sure can punt." 
and obviously he had a hell of a game against the Jags and Ryan Leaf quote tweeted that and said, you know, he went back to that. Ryan Leaf went back to something she tweeted, obviously, you know, a few weeks ago. And he just wrote, I guess at ESPN is just the place where you go to shit on people now as analyst. He's not wrong. No. And, and you and I obviously will shit on people. But, like, there's always the caveat that we always say, like, these are professional athletes. Like, we're we're nowhere near their level. And also, when you become, when you get put on, when you get put on an ESPN, if you get put on a big platform, you have to keep your, like, if I was asked to do Fox NFL Sunday and give my picks, you know, Michael Strahan will give a little Giants nudge here and there but he's not like an unabashed giants homer you know he probably picks them more often than howie long does but he's also pretty whatever mina kimes historically like you want old takes exposed go find mina kimes just sucking russ off while he was winning games in seattle because she's a fucking seahawks fan like do you like put your homerism away you're on espn now Actually, I don't know if he said that or tweeted that when I said what he did tweet. Oh, oh no. She yeah, he did. She responded. I have to I have to I have to just read this. She responded, Ryan, we're allowed to think players aren't NFL caliber starters and say this. This is hardly a savage critique. And then he quote tweeted her, Someone please ask at NFL live panel tomorrow. How the Bengals trotted out a punter at QB and took down the eight and three Jags at home. Talk your shit. <laughs> I mean, look, you can you can say it's misogynistic all you want. It's a good chance you don't have your job if you're not a woman. I'm just gonna say it. That's the truth. That's the fucking truth. Like, like in her position, that's the truth. Also, you're not Dan Arlovsky. Show your work. That's what I'm saying. Show your work. He played. He can at least show his work. Yeah. And and it's like, even on our show, I, I make it. I don't a, even give a fuck that he played. Cause a lot of these guys play. A lot of these guys played and have terrible pit takes because you don't have to be smart to play. He gets up on the board. He shows his work. Yeah. Your, your, your resume is what? Sucking Russ Wilson off on Twitter for fucking a decade. That's your resume. Speaking of of bringing some stuff, we got, we got some good calls we're gonna get through as well. Let's go. We we we, we got a good one um, with Brock Purdy as as we go through these games. All right, and, and I'm gonna play this call because it relates to the Ravens. Think about the spread. I'll play the call from Kyle Aronofsky. What is Rams the, what? Ravens seven and a half? It's in Baltimore. Okay. Ravens are coming off a bye, which brings a very interesting call. I like this call because nobody talks about it. What's going on, boys? Calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. And I was just thinking about and looking at the teams that have their bye weeks uh, this upcoming week. And, and it is crazy to me that buys go from week five to week 14. And I'm curious your thoughts on this theory I have that if you're a playoff team 
and you have a bye, say week 13, like the Ravens had, or week 14 this year, I think it's the Bears and the Commanders. So there are no worries of uh, going into the playoffs. But um, it seems like it's such an advantage that you can have your guys rest up, um, you know, just right before those last like three, four games. And, you know, if you're in the one seed and you can rest starters week 17 and then you have another bye, it just seems like another huge advantage um, for that, you know, those high seeds going into the playoffs. They're going to have home games. I think that could kind of reduce some parity um, in the future. Obviously, the, the most fair way to, to do it would be a week in the middle of the season where no one plays, but the NFL would never do that uh, for revenue. But, um, I mean, am I kind of overhyping the, the benefit of this? Like, if you have a buy in week five, week six, that's just so long ago. Like, getting guys a week to rest up and heal, um, in my opinion, it's, it's much better to have it toward the end of the year. That's it. Condoms are for the New England Patriots. Well, I think in this case, I mean, look, the Ravens are right there for a one seed. They run the ball. They have a quarterback who runs the ball. Them having a bye is absolutely a huge advantage. I think it is a huge advantage, but I I don't think it's as simple as it's a huge advantage to have a bye the later in the year. Because I think the truth of it, if if I was if you asked me as a head coach, when do you want your bye? I'd be like, I don't know, week ten. Like, just give it to me. Give me nine weeks of games, a break, and then nine, ten weeks of games or whatever it is, or ten week eleven, like. Give me a break where it helps me break up my season yeah, as equally as I possibly can. Now, for the Ravens, the Ravens have played really good football, and they didn't need a break up to this point. So the fact that it's happening later is awesome for them. But think about the same division. You think the Bengals want a week for with the Joe, whole Joe Burrow situation and the Oh, we got to make it to week five with his injury and blah, blah, blah. Like felt like it worked out earlier, better for them to have it earlier. Right. True. I think on a case by case basis, um, it's different. But I one thing I agree with Kyle is. It would suck to have a week five by like if you asked me as a head coach going into the season. Hey, you can have week five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 45, like. I would be like, give me the middle, you know, give me the middle three, right? Like give me, if it's five, six, seven, you know, eight, nine, 10 and 11, 12, 13. I'm like, give me a nine, 10 or like, I wouldn't want the first batch. That's for sure. I don't want my, I don't want my week five by or week six by because it is now you're getting what you've, you've barely got their season going. You've have like, if anybody gets healthy or whatever, now you have a long stretch where you're playing every week where people tend to get hurt during those long stretches. Like we talked about early in the show, all the games, the Thursday, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd prefer to have my buy like late middle to late. Um, the fear being that if you have it so late that maybe you've played yourself out of a situation where it's even helpful, right? Like the giants well, had that- their, had their buy this past weekend. Dude, the season's over. Well, momentum's real too. I mean, if you if you reeled off six straight and you got to buy week 12, you're you might be like, man, I don't want to take time off. We're right. we're rocking and rolling right now. Right. But like this will be an actually a good test. They're at home. They have a buy. They're huge favorites. Seven and a half. 
I don't know if you know your pick. I know mine. Okay. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. It's really tough. This is really tough for me. The seven and a half points to me uh, for a borderline playoff team with a good coach. I'm like, it's too big. That being said, we're going west to east. They're coming off a bye. To me, it feels like a backdoor Stafford, right? I'm with you. I'll take the Rams. A half point hook is huge. I I do think that this could be a this could be a west to east, significantly more talented team, significantly more physical, beat the shit out of like it could be, but feels like a backdoor staffy. Yeah. All right. Later games. Vikings Raiders in Las Vegas. They're sticking with Josh Dobbs. Not sure who's playing quarterback at this point for the Raiders. If it's uh, the guy from Purdue, the Irish guy, I'm not sure. Um, O'Connell, Aiden O'Connell. Vikings are three point favorites. What do you think? Huge game for the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if they win, this really helps their positioning. Were the Vikings off last week? I think so. Yeah. This is a really tough one. Three. It's a road three. Mm, Yeah. I think that the Vikings win this game, which makes me want to take the Vikings. It's a really road three. I would never touch this game if I was betting. No, why? I will. I would not. If I did anything, I'd probably tease this game down to a uh, Raiders. Raiders were also on a buy, right? For the record. Um, I'll go Vikings. They do have the coach of the year, after all. Shots fired. Max Crosby did not practice yesterday. I mean, I mean, he's one of those like, are you playing for me? Because yeah. if he's playing, he can be a wrecker, right? And he can wreck these games, cause turnovers. Can you give me? You're on the you're on the Raiders page, obviously. Can you just give me the like? What's what, give me the Raiders last three before the bye? They beat the shit out of the Giants. I mean, are they are they do they win win lose? They beat the shit out of the Giants. They beat the Jets at home. They lost the Dolphins close game 20 to 13, 2013. They lost 31 to 17 against the Chiefs. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Yeah. I don't I, I dude taking a road taking a home dog in Vegas is not I don't hate it. That's probably the pick that I'll regret, but you can change not, it. You I'm, want. I'm, no, it's it's right. I'm trying not to let my hatred of the delusional Vikings fans blur me into just picking against them constantly now. So you guys should be tanking. You're not. You're dumb. Your coach is dumb. You're 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 fucking your whole goddamn you've never fucking won a Super Bowl 
absolutely fuck like fire yourself and your fucking hairless quarterback into space. Damn. Serious shots fired. But I'm gonna pick you because I'm not gonna let that hate in my heart sway my decisions. Like it has so many. I feel like I've gotten older and wiser, Andy. I don't let the hate that I have for teams and their fan bases sway me as much anymore. Okay. How about this next game? I'll play a call as well. That Seahawks, Niners, it's in San Francisco area. Ten and a half point Niner favorites. Our boy. Our big, our big cock Brock correspondent called with a, I like this, a stats facts only call about Brock comparing into some other quarterbacks. It's a yak call. It's a yak comparison call. He's, he's doing the research. Mina Kimes, this is what our listeners do. Show they, you do the, they do the research. They do the homework. They put in the time. Joe and Andy. It's your Brock Purdy dirtball caller. Just checking in, boys. Uh, obviously, Purdy, pretty good game against the Eagles. Um, leading the MVP odds right now. I think he was fifth when I called last time. Uh, just got me curious on some stats in the last uh, five or six years of the MVPs. So kind of did some digging and uh, looking at yak yards. So 2022, Mahomes had 53% of his total yards were yak. 21, Rodgers had 55%. 2020, 51% for Rodgers. Uh, 2019, Lamar, I don't know how he got MVP there. Um, it was mostly rushing. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, sure, he got MVP, but it, he didn't really pass that much that year, so I'm excluding that one. 2018, Mahomes, 52% yak yards. And 2017, kind of surprisingly, um, you know, great on not having a bunch of yak is Tom Brady, only 43% yak yards in his 2017 MVP year. Uh, anyways, comparing that to Purdy this year, currently 49% yak yards. So he's actually the lowest yak out of the last five legit passing MVPs, uh, aside from Brady. Brady had 43. So, Anyway, it's just uh, just a thought. Just kind of wanted to share that. Uh, it's interesting. I'm not saying Purdy's the goat. I'm not saying he's fucking the best ever, but just some interesting little facts there. Uh, and then also, I was kind of looking at uh, Joe Montana's '89 year, where he had an MVP. Uh, pretty good sporting cast: Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Brent Jones, Roger Craig. So, just something to throw out there. Love to hear you guys uh, discuss that a little bit. Again, not claiming anything, Joe. Just throwing some facts your way and. Want to listen to how you guys break that down? Uh, take care. You know, you know, he gives those caveats so many times because he's like, Prano's gonna fucking no, no, no. Off. Because actually, this is a really good call, and I actually think that he proved something that uh, I a hundred percent agree with. What I liked about this call is it had to do in relation to MVPs as opposed to in relation to like you know, his productivity as a quarterback. And I would say that this is a great call because here's the thing. Um, I didn't, I, I was watching all the games. I, I was not at home. I was in Hawaii. So I was limited on, um, I was limited on my viewing this past Sunday to watching all the games on red zone. I was just red zoning. I had one TV red zone. Ah. So, um, 
there was a pass to Debo that went for a touchdown. Was that a run? Like, was that there was one pass where it was backwards, but was it a run? Was it a pass? I don't know. But um, what I think this call has proved is that the MVP vote, the MVP voters don't give a fuck, dude. Like, when you watch Brock Purdy swing a ball out, to Debo Samuel out of the backfield and he goes in for a touchdown MVP voters like the, the press, the people who hand out this award clearly. I mean, in that, in whatever Brock Purdy stats are for the year, which he just broke down. And thank you. That's, that's, that's a great breakdown. This specific game against an Eagles team that was quote unquote the best in the NFC and their path to the Super Bowl. There was a lot of yak in this game. There was. Uh, I agree. Uh, there was a lot of yak in this game. And that is what vaulted him this game against this team and the points they scored. That's what vaulted him up the MVP things. So that drop in MVP stats. Combined with what you just broke down of how much yards after catch all the MVPs were getting is proof that voters don't give a fuck. So absolutely, you're right that, oh, he, you know, in years where guys win the Super Bowl or sorry, win the MVP and are quote unquote the best in the league, they have guys who are doing great things with all like, yeah. Patrick Mahomes throwing a 30-yard pass down the field might be 30-yard pass. If Tyreek Hill takes another 45 yards, there's yeah. a lot of yak involved in that. You know, now I think we can all agree that there's a different kind of yak when Tyreek Hill runs past the guy and Patrick Mahomes throws it and then he just runs untouched into the end zone, then swinging a ball to Debo Samuel out of the backfield and him slish, swish slashing across the field and getting in for a 43 yard touchdown. Now my point is MVP voters don't give a fucking shit. And also my point, as we went back to the last, uh, the last episode, I still don't understand with the way Chris McCaffrey is the, you know, the engine that makes this offense go to another level than it was when it was Jimmy G and, and Kittle and whatever before how, why he hasn't run up the MVP odds. But I think that this call sort of answers that, which is like MVP voters don't give a fuck how it's happening. They just look at the stat line and they say 312 yards on 70% completion percentage and four touchdowns. That's an MVP game. We're going to give this guy the fucking MVP. And proof of that is they did it to Rodgers and they did it to Mahomes and they did it to whatever. So totally, I think that this call proves that. I think when what the argument of like, he's getting a yak from me is like, again, I, I think he's doing a great job playing within the system, but he has not shown me that he is this, that he belongs in the conversation with these like elite quarterbacks. 
simply because it's fucking really easy when guys are giving you a lot of fucking yak yards. When when you have a when you have a Christian McCaffrey that that draws a ton of defense up to the line to stop him. When every single person on your offense can be used in a variety of manners, where Debo's running the ball and McCaffrey's catching the ball and Kittle's catching short ones and Kittle's catching long ones and Ayuk's taking slants. It's like again. All you can do is be the quarterback for the team that you play on. I am not faulting Brock Purdy for being awesome in the Niners system. I also just feel like, no, like Kyle Shanahan would would put Brock Purdy in a fucking Amazon box and ship him to LA if if they called an offer him Justin Herbert. That's all. Well, well, yeah, yeah. And look, here's what I do find interesting. It's like the years where they have Jimmy G most healthy. They go 13-3. They go 10-7. and seven. You know, it's like... My, my point is that they, they go to the Super Bowl. They go to the NFC Championship. They are going to win... 13 games probably this year. It's 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 very similar. Now I think and that was before McCaffrey. That's before Christian McCaffrey. Now I think I do think I think Purdy is better than Jimmy G for sure. Not even close. Because he doesn't turn the ball over. And Jimmy also G, he's more mobile. He more makes mobile. throws on the run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's he, he, he has better that. touch. He has ever Brock Purdy's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. No doubt about it. No fucking doubt about it. Significantly better. It it just this is one of those those things that stinks because you don't know until he's on a different team, and that's the truth. Dude, and you, I you hope put, we never know. I hope he wins. Yeah, fucking four four. I hope he I hope he matches Joe Montana and Niners titles. I, I I think we talk about was going on about Mike Evans. I I think Shanahan is. I I think he's still underrated. I I just how long has this guy done this? And you'll see when Matt Ryan's the MVP. I, I just think like Shanahan, he went through three quarterbacks last year. Like they went to the NFC title game. I just don't think people understand that offense is insane. It's insane. And and again, I agree. Like you threw Christian McCaffrey in that. That game, you couldn't watch the full thing. I was watching it. That game was a clinic, and it was a ton of yak. It was. It was like, now he made some great throws, like that one third down after the Eagles had cut it, and he made, and I said, I was with my buddy. We were watching, and he was over here, and, and I said, that's a huge play in this game. It's third and seven, I believe. Purdy drops a dime to Brandon Ayuk on the sideline. I said, that that's a hell of a pass, and that's, the Eagles, I think, had just cut it to eight. I was like, that's huge, and they ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive, but that offense is just, they have wreckers. They have between, and I'm not even going to put George Kittle in this, between McCaffrey, Ayuk, and Samuel. Like, you got guys who can just, like, catch me. They got three catch me guys. Good luck catching me. George Kittle's more of going to run you over. Three catch me guys on swing passes, on slants. 
I mean, the, the the play in the game is like Debo comes in motion, motions behind the quarterback. Again, I don't know. I haven't looked at the stat. Like, I don't know if that was a run or a pass. Technically, it's probably counted as a pass, even though it's if you pass. watch that, even though if you watch that on tape, he threw that ball backwards. Yeah. He threw the ball backwards. And shit like that, big factor for, big factor for your MVP odds lowering. That the simple fact of like, we'll call it a pass, bro. You threw it backwards. That's a run. That's a toss. That's an overhand toss. That ball is thrown backwards. I've seen the video fucking a bunch. I was like, that ball's backwards. And I, again, I was like, did they count? Was that a passing TD? I think it was. And like a 40 yard passing TD. <laughs> All right, let's get through these if we could. Yeah. We're coming up on two hours and, and I'm back home, guys. You're welcome. Yeah. So I'm, in my ten new, and a half. I'm in my he shed. I'm in the creation shed. Yeah. I dig it. it I think I'm up first because you went first. Then they just destroyed Seattle in Seattle. It's ten and a half. Seattle has a little bit of a longer break. They played a Thursday night game. I just don't think they destroy him again. I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I just that's tough division. Ten and a half's a lot. Just to fucking have fun, because I think you're right. But just to have fun, I'll take the Niners. Because also, you know what? Maybe this is maybe that little run is that little run of Trent Williams, Debo out, Brock Purdy, little cock Brock you know, inverted cock Brock. Maybe that's exactly what they needed just to get the pedal, like for them to just cruise into the end of the season. Um, yeah, I'll take, I'll take the Niners. Fuck it. Let's go. 14 point win. All right. Bill's chiefs. One of your huge games of the week must win for Buffalo. I completely forgot them, by the way, I'm realizing. They are also six and six. I don't know how I left them off that list. Right. It's on me. They are also six and six. So whatever dirtball listened to that an hour and a half ago, I was like, bro, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Bills. The 315 so, crew. Losing yes. their mind. Sorry, Bills Mafia. They're only a point and a half dogs in KC. They beat them in KC last year. I mean, it's just a straight up must win for them. Do the Chiefs lose again? No. I think the Chiefs win in cover. Your thoughts? I, I just, for that reason, I, I can't take the Bills. I just, I don't see the Chiefs losing again. What 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 do we feel? What, how do we feel about the Chiefs right now? Because the last lot, like, it's crazy to me that, like, it's crazy that they haven't had... They haven't had the like run where you're like, oh, that's it. The Chiefs are gonna be fine. Like, we don't have to fucking worry about them at all this year. Is this the first Chiefs team that just does like is this the first Chiefs team since the first year of Mahomes that you weren't like, sure thing, going to the AFC championship game, lock it. Yeah. In. Well, I mean, let's look at their last let's just look at their last five games. Lost to the Broncos. Win against the Dolphins in a close one. Lost to the Eagles. Win against the Raiders. Lost to the Packers. They're two and three in their last five games. Yeah. Late late in the year now. Late in the year. 
Are they going to be two and four in their last six? Can I change my pick? You're going to you're going to take the Bills. Okay, let's, let's ride. Go. I love I gotta, it. I got to make some bold moves here. Well, you're down three with like four weeks to go. Or something. I'm like, I don't know if you need to make bold moves, but. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm gonna do it. You let's pick up go. a game. You pick up a game a week. You win. <laughs> I know. Let's let's. But I like bills. it. That's very Joe Prano ish. Let's do it. Let's ride Josh Allen. All right, Broncos Chargers. Let me this ask one... before we move. On, I know you said you want to get through these games, but I made you. I made you speak about teeth. Let me ask you something about this Bills team. Six and six. You just picked them. Name. Is there anything about this Bills season? Where do you think that they could play? They could have a mini playoff run. I say no, but like they do feel like because they've it been there. It says no, but they got to start this now. Yeah, to start now, it has to start in Kansas City. Yeah, they're they're blowing too many games. You should have beat the Eagles. Imagine where the beat- Bills have been if they had lost to that Giants team that fucking should have. We we should have beaten them in Buffalo. True. It'd be a whole situation. It'd be a way different situation for two football teams there. I mean, there could be potential for a mini run with the team down. They get in at nine and eight or ten and seven. No one's expecting it, and they draw a weird for because like the 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 um the way the top of the AFC keeps moving around. Well, well again, it, they like, let's say, it. let's say the dolphins finish second. Ooh, the world, the world, the world rejoices to embedding the bills in Miami in a first round playoff game. Don't they? Yeah. Cause once again, it comes down to quarterback coach defense. They still have a decent defense and you still have a great quarterback or a quarterback who can potentially make plays. Make a lot of plays. All right. Broncos Chargers in SoFi. Chargers are three-point favorites. So we have Brandon Staley. First Mr. I love that you want Brandon Staley, Mr. Mr. Unlimited. Not Brandon, not Brandon Staley, Sean Payton. I was gonna say Sean Payton. My my headline was Sean Payton's team versus the team Sean Payton should have chosen. I'm gonna take the Broncos. It's a tough one too, but you know what I'm taking it simply because of that. Sean Payton is greater than Brandon Staley. Well, that's for sure. There's no doubt about that. Just to fucking root against you and Russ. I'll take the Chargers. Ah oh, man, what an asshole to just be hop on the Brandon Staley train. Just I just said I'm not letting the hate in my heart cloud my judgment anymore. And then I'm like, fuck Russell Wilson. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Eagles, Cowboys. I don't know how that's a three point. Here's the thing about that game. Like, I think the Chargers can win that game. It does feel weird that it's not one and a half or two, and giving you a pick the Chargers to win and it's better. Yeah. Like, Let's do it. That I, I, I like Mata put Ruther down for one. The Broncos winning in SoFi. Like, let's just, I'm already, I've already, I, I've already given to you that point. I don't know. You know, Russ might be busy all week doing commercials or, you know, his, his PR team. I'm in Los Angeles doing my thing, man. 
Mr. Unlimited. Instead, I'm not limited. By the way, I love that. I love that this pick started with Andy Ruther going Brandon Taylor versus Mr. Unlimited, and now he's like Mr. Unlimited, fucking down the thing, hanging out with the Kardashians. <laughs> All right, Eagles Cowboys, your Sunday night game should be a good one. It's in. It's in the uh, the Big D. It's in Arlington. Cowboys are three and a half point favorites. What's going on? Jalen Hurts is hurt. Where's my injury report? There's all these rumblings that Jalen Hurts is hurt. He's not on the injury report to that much. Right. Yeah, he looks hurt. He's been playing hurt. I mean, I'm going to take the Eagles because. That half point is killer, man. I mean, I just think this, uh, you know, like, I think that the, unless Jalen Hurts is very hurt and they're protecting that. Okay. I'm going to take the Eagles to win this game. uh, Or, sorry, to at least cover this spread. And I'm going to do that with this as a add-on to it. Because I'm doing that, I think that the Eagles, like the Eagles Super Bowl chances, in my opinion, decrease significantly because people like me are taking them to win this game or cover this game. Because the truth is, if Jalen Hurts is hurt, fucking sit him. But you're not going to sit him because you're refusing to say that he's hurt. Well, they want that one seed, man. And you'll be competitive in this game. And maybe you sneak a win out in Dallas, but in the long run, it fucking kills you. I don't think they win. I think they cover. Yeah. You don't think that you think Dallas wins? I think Dallas wins. Wow. Okay. I think this is a coin flip for a winner because I think the Eagles are a better team if Jalen Hurts is healthy. I think the it's a coin flip game with Jalen Hurts hurt. And I think it greatly reduces the Eagles chances of winning a Super Bowl that they continue to play a guy who's hurt and pretend it's not happening. By the way, great, super fun uh, thing. If you want to do it, it keeps coming across it on TikTok. I forget who it is, but there was some guy who was like in the parking lot of Eagles games. There was the last Eagle game talking to Eagles fans. Like, you got any fucking, you got anything to say about Brock Purdy? You got anything to say about the Niners? And it's just Eagles fans just like embarrassing themselves. We're going to fuck Brock Purdy's dad in the fucking mouth. And I'm going to jizz in his ears. My jizz is going to come out his ears. And then it's like cut to a few moments later. Well, the, the brotherly shove, not as fun when you're trying to convert fourth and ones down 30. If they lose, if the Eagles lose and the Niners win, Niners take over the number one seed. Which, who's been saying that for months? I've been saying it for months. The Niners take over the number one seed. All right, let's get through. Just two more. A doubleheader on Monday night. Don't understand it. It's two games. Yeah, I don't know. Just people aren't interested. They do doubleheader because there was already slated. The, the Titans, Dolphins. Dolphins are 13-point favorites it's in Miami. Are you at first or mine? I'll go first. Titans cover. Oh, yeah, I was going to say I agree. Titans cover. 
Packers Giants at MetLife. Green Bay six and a half point favorites. I will go first. Um, Packers cover. Packers cover. I think the moment might be too big for Mr. DeVito. Monday Night Football. A space and a hot team. All right, man. Those are the picks. That was long a fun episode. episode, Andy. Yeah, long episode, fun episode. It's good to be back. It's good to be in my new home. We'll be coming to you live here from Port Wanini for the foreseeable future in the creation shed. Um, excited to be here. Excited to have a new home. Felt good doing an episode here. Um, and I look forward to doing it. Follow me on all social media at Joe Prano, except for X. Um, and come see us in New Orleans, December 16th. Two shows, a live podcast. Get your tickets, joeprainer.com for all my other shows. Got a bunch of stuff in and around Southern California coming up, doing some things up here in Ventura County, where I am now a resident of, um, doing some things up in San Luis Obispo in January, doing some things down in Orange County, in and around Los Angeles, plus our shows in New Orleans. Get those tickets now. So excited to hang out with a bunch of you guys there. Um, if you had tickets to the improv show, um, date will be rescheduled soon. Keep your eye out on my social media for the rescheduled sports comedy night. All right, guys. That's the show. Looking forward to seeing everybody next week in New Orleans. Have a great week. And as always, a great weekend, I should say. And as always, stay dirty.